Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had to talk to me Like I want to talk to you Naked with Adele is about getting real It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to another interview with Naked with Adele, where I interview feminine leaders to show the way for others and share their secrets so women can tap into their own inner wisdom. Today we are inspired by Tanya Vorup Ryan. German-Austrian parents, but born in South Africa. She's a mom, a CEO and founding member of Quakia, the leading authority on social entrepreneurship in Iceland. 350,000 people only living in Iceland in the space equal to 8% the size of South Africa. Think Lesotho. If there's one thing I can tell you about Tanya is that she's fearless. Once she's made a decision to do something, she just does it. For example, starting the project she's currently working on and moving to Iceland despite the fact that she can't speak a word of Icelandic. Tanya, welcome to Naked with Adele. Thank you, Adele. It's a real pleasure and privilege to share this time with you. Thank you. Tell us very quickly, how has becoming a mother, because you're a new mother, how has that affected you? Well, uh, I don't think we have enough time to say everything. Um, but really, it's transformed me as a, as a woman and as a person. I'm personally an advocate of home birthing, and that's how I chose to deliver my, my daughter, who is now 10 months. And uh, through that process... I would say it's like it would be an equation to like a man climbing a mountain or somebody climbing a mountain, a really physically enduring thing. I'm sure lots of mothers can <laughs> relate to the experience. When you're in it, you just have to see yourself through it. And I think that's a reflection on anything that we do with our projects and life. It's you're in it. You can't back out. You have to see yourself through. And that entire process... <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it really, through that entire process and the months that I've now been nurturing my little baby girl, um, I've internally felt, like you were saying, really I've become fearless. And also through that process, I learned to trust my body and that it knew what it was doing. And so that's also entered me in a space of complete trust and of myself. And, and really life itself to, to lead me through and, and take care of, of the details. Um, and so it's really being a mother has, has, is, is now really a part of me as a person. It's, it's really shaped me who I am today. <laughs> so I get the impression from that you're really um, integrating everything in your world into what you're doing. I mean, you don't let something stand in your way. Well, it's kind of taking everyone on this on the ride with me, I guess. 
it looks like it. So sometimes they they don't uh, appreciate it, but uh, yeah, that's just the way I seem to do things. And sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes there's distinctions between family life and and work. Uh, but when when you when you have to look after a baby and do a project, sometimes they cross over in the same space. <laughs> Who actually moves to Iceland when they can't speak the language? Why yeah, don't you does? do that? <laughs> I, I can only say it's, it was all about love, really. I fell oh. in love with an Icelandic man. Yeah, all stories start with love. And that's how this story uh, started was I fell in love with an Icelandic gentleman and came over to Iceland a few times. I was living in the UK at that time and uh, fell in love with Iceland. It's really an amazing place, completely different from anywhere I've been before. And so after a while, I just fell in love with the country and moved over here and decided to try and make it here. And then the baby came along. <laughs> nice. And can you speak Icelandic now? How long have you been there? I've been here close to five years. And I'll be honest and say I'm still relatively a beginner. <laughs> I'm ashamed to say, but that's just, um, I guess my linguistic abilities are not as strong as some people. And I can understand it to, to some degree but and speak very little but thankfully, most people speak English here. So I get by on speaking English, which is maybe a good thing and not so good if you're trying to learn the language. But in terms of starting a project like what I'm working on right now, I can do it in English, which is, which is great. So while we're on the topic, please tell me, what is the secret project you're working on? So the project is called uh, Impact Iceland. It's a, it's a conference on the 16th of September here, here in Reykjavik. And it's the first conference in Iceland uh, related to the subject of social entrepreneurship and social innovation. What is a social entrepreneur? A social entrepreneur is, uh, it's an entrepreneur. So it's all the skills and the uh, mindset of an entrepreneur. Uh, that looks at societal or environmental challenges and then chooses to address them with those skills. So it's usually some form of a project usually and then it transforms into an organization and usually this kind of organizational company uh, would aim to be uh, uh, self-sustainable through some form of income generation but also has on its highest priority is its mission, its social mission, what kind of impact it wants to make in society and how it can assist those people or that area in the environment that it's focused on. Can you give us an example, Tanya? Yeah, there's actually many examples all over the world. For example, there's one organization called Tom's Shoes. It's a U.S. company. And it usually starts with an entrepreneur with their life story or something that uh, they've experienced. So the founder of Tom's Shoes, for example, went over to South America and noticed there were lots of uh, poor people uh, in, the, in the cities and the rural areas. And these 
specifically the children in those areas were uh, barefoot and they would suffer from diseases and uh, certain problems due to not having enough money to buy shoes. So he, he really felt for them and wanted to solve the problem but didn't know how to. And when he went back to America, he thought, okay, let me see if I can start a company here in America. And so he created Tom's Shoes where he sells a shoe to America in the normal retail price. And for every shoe that he sells, he then uh, donates one shoe to a poor area. So when people buy the shoes, it's really part of their whole story as a company that you're doing good when you buy this product and you're helping somebody that isn't able to afford a shoe, for example. Okay, so there's a problem-solving element, yes. and there's an entrepreneur element, right. and then there's a link, which is the story. It's often there's a story behind it, yes. Okay, yes. and then would there then have to be the, it's, although it's a business, there's a, the, like you said, the environmental or the social aspect focus. Correct. Does yes. that cover that's, all the different elements, would you say? Yeah, that's a key focus. And, you're aim and like any business, you're aiming to be sustainable because the more sustainable, meaning that you're, you're income generating through a product or a service, mm -hmm. the, more you're, the more you're able to do that, the more you're able to then focus on your mission, you know, the more people you can affect. So this is very interesting. Do these businesses often start up with a kind of backing where people have a financial strong background do they generally start where people have a problem that they need to fix like the barefoot children um what is the drive that's where i was referring to the story it's it's usually that when you when you interview or speak to a social entrepreneur there's something in their life that that has personally affected them or their family members or their environment uh, that they truly feel like there has to be a solution to this. Um. And, the, and the reason why they, from my perspective, the reason why they come to that experience in their life, uh, they are, because usually when you come to a problem, you go, why isn't the government solving this? Why isn't this person, somebody else should be doing it. And the reason why we see these problems is the fact that we're the people that are supposed to be doing the fixing it. And the fixing is through these social entrepreneurial ventures. And those people that have taken it that next step, the social entrepreneurs, they are the ones that often have had a trauma in their life or a loss in a family member, a sick child. It's endless, the, the stories of social entrepreneurs of their uh, you know, their stories. And it's people from all sectors. It can be nurses. It can be a, a financial person. It's, it's really all spectra of people have, have transformed into social entrepreneurs. Okay, so this is where you're talking about a person with a skill. This is the kind of skill, whatever your skill is, is how you can probably possibly look at fixing the problem so so how do you know if you're a you're a social entrepreneur right yes uh, i would say i am yeah <laughs> <laughs> how would another person know if they're a social entrepreneur well it's it's usually those key factors that they're trying to solve some kind of social environmental challenge 
But what often also you will see is um, the driver is not only to affect or change this this problem, but usually you will when you dig deeper into the problem social problems, or you'll find that there's actually a systems problem that um, somewhere in the system something is creating this problem. So you'll also find in addition to that, that social entrepreneurs are systems changers. They want to change the way the system is working. So you find social entrepreneurs in the education sector because there's a whole transformation happening right now worldwide in the education system. And so there's many social entrepreneurs in that, that area at the moment. If you're asking me, I'm currently trying to change or introduce social entrepreneurship in Iceland. So from that perspective, yes, I'm trying to add or shift the way of thinking about business here in Iceland, that it can be profitable and have a social environmental uh, impact as well. So yeah, did that answer the question? <laughs> yes, well, well, yes, absolutely. Because you're demonstrating that you are a social entrepreneur because you're the person who's yeah. driving this and you want to change yes. their thinking and you're doing it yes. through your own gifts. To know if you're a social entrepreneur really then depends if you're the person who's prepared to get involved and get your hands dirty and do the job, fix the problem yourself instead of waiting for yeah. the system but address the issues in the system. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. So currently the, the project that you're working on is actually putting this conference together to make this impact yeah. on Iceland, as you described. Yes, so yes, where would people get hold of information about this conference in Iceland? Currently, uh, we're doing it through two avenues, but the, mo the most important avenue right now is through, we're running a crowdfunding campaign as well for the Impact Iceland conference, but that ends on the 8th of August. So there is a time limit on that. And the other is, of course, our Quakia Facebook page. We're also running everything. So we're using, utilizing social media to reach out to people. And then also in development right now, there's a website for Impact Iceland as well. So that's how people can access it. I can give you the links. I want you to spell for us if you have yeah. a place on the web because to read Icelandic is something else. So just spell it. So our website is www k-v-e-i-k-j-a dot i-s and if people want to get hold of you tanya can they get hold of you through this uh, website as well yep um my emails and contact information is definitely all there are you secretly fantasizing about another life i've been to georgia and Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this role I've been given, but I wish someone had to talk to me like I want to talk to you. 
It's choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. It's about women staying true to who they are. I Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drive my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. I'm your mind, giving you someone to talk to. Hello. And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind. Don't need to think it over If I'm wrong, I am right Don't need to look no further I'm Adele Green And this empty chair next to me Is just for you Come and join me Register for your membership free To get this show and many resources At www.adele-green.com Or you can tweet her At Naked with Adele